Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to podcast episode 87. One of the topics we've been focusing on this week in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy is body acceptance, appreciation and love. And as I've been preparing to teach that class and coach on that topic, I have been thinking more about self-image in general. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. So what is the image that you have of yourself? Do you see yourself as quiet and pretty or bold and vibrant or fat and frumpy? What adjectives would you use to describe yourself or adverbs to describe how you are and the things that you do? Your self-image is a collection of thoughts and beliefs that you have about how your appearance, abilities and personalities, and also your thoughts about how others perceive your appearance, abilities and personalities. The thoughts you have about yourself and the thoughts you have about how others see you will determine how you feel and how you feel about yourself will determine things that you do or don't do, which will impact the thoughts you have about your self-image. So your self-image will always be a continuous cycle of how you're thinking, what you're feeling and doing or not doing, which will feed right back into how you're thinking about yourself. For example, if you think my hair never looks right, you might feel frustrated. And when you're feeling frustrated about your hair, you're less likely to take the time to do something different with it, feeding the thoughts that you have that your hair never looks right. But if you think, I love how my hair looks when it's washed and styled, you're more likely to feel motivated to wash and style it, which of course is more likely to lead to the thought, I love how my hair looks when it's washed and styled. It's a very simple example, but when you consider that this can be applied to all aspects of your thoughts about your appearance, abilities and personality, you can start to see the cumulative impact of a positive versus a negative self-image or positive versus negative thoughts about yourself. Your self-image determines your life. If you want to make changes to your life, making changes to your self-image will massively help. So take a moment to think again about your self-image. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? What are your thoughts about your face, your body, your clothes? What do you think about what's possible for you and your capabilities? It's difficult to be extraordinary when you think you're ordinary. It's difficult to be confident when you believe you're shy. It's difficult to enjoy taking on a new hobby when you believe that you're too old to learn something new. Let's take another example that I think will be familiar to many of you. Thoughts that you have about clothes, how clothes look on your body. So oftentimes when we're carrying more excess weight than we would like, we don't like how clothes look on our bodies. And we may think thoughts like, nothing looks good, or I don't like how clothes look on me right now. When we think thoughts like this, we may feel sad or unhappy or frustrated or even despair. And when we're feeling sad, unhappy or despairing about clothes not looking good on us, we avoid going shopping because we believe it will lead to feelings of more sadness, unhappiness or despair because we anticipate looking in the mirror and not liking what we see. But when we can shift out of that cycle and change our thinking, we can create a different result. So how might we go about doing that? 
Well, one of the things I encourage members of the Academy to do is to search Instagram to find the accounts of someone who is maybe body positive or maybe a plus size model or just someone really who they can relate to. So maybe they are a similar age or body shape or hair colour or even better, all three of those, but essentially someone who you can relate to and where you can find thoughts that are, oh, she looks nice. I like what she's wearing. When you're able to shift your thinking from nothing will look good on me whilst I'm the weight that I am to maybe something along the lines of I can look nice like she does, you start to feel different. You start to feel hope and possibility and maybe motivation to go shopping and do whatever is necessary to find clothes that you feel good in because you think, actually, that looks good on me. Notice I said that looks good on me and not I look good in that. It's shifting your belief away from the idea that the reason some things don't fit is because your body is wrong for them rather than the truth, which is that the clothes are not right for your body. Okay, and my daughter was recently a brilliant example of persisting with creating a clothing item that was right for her body. So she has got her prom coming up and she's got a strong image about herself looking and feeling gorgeous in a prom dress for her prom. Now, my beautiful daughter has a curvy shape with a large bosom. I'm not sure how you, what you're supposed to what you say to describe breasts on a podcast. So with large bosom or breasts that she gets from me. And as she says, very long legs, but with, as she also describes herself, a shorter than average torso. Now, she has her prom in four weeks and about three or four weeks ago, we started dress shopping. The first shop, everything she tried on did not fit her. Not only did she have the challenge that I often do, where in order to find something to fit your top half, it's too big on the bottom half, but she also had the problem that the part of the dress that where it went in for the waist was not where her waist was. And the part of the dress that was designed for her hips was essentially not where her hips were. So she left that dress trying on session feeling pretty deflated. And it reminded me of many of shopping experiences of my own. But prom isn't something that you decide to just not bother with. And remember, she had a very strong image of herself at her prom. So we planned a shopping trip to London. Now that was, could also be considered to be a disaster. Two of the shops we planned to go to were no longer there. They closed down during COVID. And another shop where she had seen some possible dresses that she liked told us that they were only available online. So they weren't even, it wasn't even possible to try them on. So we returned home no further along with finding a dress for prom. So it appeared at that point that our next best option was going to be online shopping. And so we ordered four dresses for her to try on at home. Now between the four, we managed to experiment with two different styles, three different colors and two different sizes. And they arrived and we were able to ascertain that one of the styles was far better because it didn't have a waist. So the waist wasn't in the wrong place, but we had the usual problem that whilst the bottom half just sat right on the bottom and thighs, the top half was not right for her. It was way too small. There wasn't enough coverage up top and it would be pretty risky if you know what I mean. What this meant was that we ended up over the course of the next week ordering and returning six more of that particular dress in different sizes and colours. The dresses were also going in and out of stock as we were sort of ordering them and returning them. So whereas right at the beginning, one of the colours that she wanted in the size that she wanted wasn't available, it then came back into stock and we were able to order it. Anyway, the amount that went, amount of money that went on or off our credit card was giving my husband and I a lot of discomfort. But I reassured him they would all be returned on time and we would get the money back. 
in the end, we bought a dress three sizes bigger than she would usually wear. So she normally wears an eight or 10 and we bought a dress in a size 14. And we took the dress to a dressmaker to have it taken in around the waist and the hips. So essentially it could be made to fit her. And the fact that this dress didn't have a sort of a, a, a shaped waist, it was just sort of quite straight down, I guess you would say, made it possible to do that. As you can imagine, I'm now rather nervously waiting for the phone call that it's ready so that she can try it on and keeping my fingers crossed that everything has worked out absolutely perfectly. Now, the reason we went to such lengths is because it's an important occasion for her. And as her mum, of course, I want her to be happy and believe she has the right to wear a dress that fits her. And I'm sharing this story because I'm also aware that most of us, of course, would not go to these lengths most of the time. And I don't think I ever have for myself. And many of us would never even consider going for such lengths and would settle for a dress that doesn't fit our bodies because that is the image that we have of ourselves. That is our expectation. My expectation is that if I'm looking for a dress for a formal occasion, I need to make do with the one that fits best, not the one that fits right or fits perfect. But what's important from this experience is not only the learning that my daughter got from it. She has learned so much about what's required for occasions where she wants to wear a formal dress. She has learned that a dress with no defined waist works well and that possibly she will always want to buy a few sizes too big and then have the dress altered to fit. But more importantly, the example that when you have a positive self-image that is aligned with what you want, you will naturally do whatever it takes to create that for yourself. And also consider that the learning she got from this experience will help her in years to come allocate enough time to find a dress and get it altered for special or formal occasions so that she continues to wear clothes that look amazing on her and she fuels that positive self-image of looking and feeling great for special occasions. That will become her belief. It's entirely possible to find a dress that works for her. She just has learned a different way to go about it than most of us might consider. The alternative, and what I have done many times, is believe that nothing will look good or fit. I avoid going shopping because trying on dresses that don't fit, I make mean is a problem because my body is not as it should be. I end up rummaging around in my wardrobe an hour before I'm due to leave and put on whatever looks best, thinking it looks awful, and further fueling my belief that I can't look good with the body that I have for formal occasions. Okay, so let's bring the podcast back to the overriding topic of self-image, because of course, self-image is so much more than the thoughts we have about our body and the clothes we wear. Self-image is about your thoughts about your personality and your capabilities as well. It's your thoughts about what you think is possible. It's your thoughts about love and who you can be in relationships. It's how you see the world. It's like a mental portrait, if you like, that's painted subconsciously of who you are and how the world works for you. The self-image that most of us have is based on past experiences. If I had said to my daughter, you just have to choose a dress from this shop, the first shop we went to, because we haven't got time to do anything else. Or if my daughter had, like I maybe would have done, left it to the day before her prom and ended up having to buy a dress that she felt uncomfortable in, she would have started to develop a different image of herself and maybe even her suitability for formal or social, special social occasions. Don't you just love the opportunity we get to learn from our own kids? Anyway, so now you know what self-image is and you can start to be curious of your self-image and the different parts of your self-image which help or hinder you creating what you want in life. The important thing for me to point out is that it's entirely possible to evolve your self-image. So it's possible to change it on purpose to help you create more of what you want and be more of who you want to be. So what would you like your self-image to be? Would you like to think of yourself as a slim person, as a healthy person, 
or someone who takes care of their body? And if that is different to how you're currently thinking about yourself, would you like to think of yourself as someone who lives life to the full and no longer spends time wondering when they'll have the courage to reach out and meet new people and make new friends? Would you like to think of yourself in the relationship that you have with your partner in such a way that you're proud of what you have created? It's all possible. And importantly, take the time thinking about how you can explore ways to enhance your self-image, to align with the self-image that you would like to have without making it mean that the one you have is somehow wrong or flawed, because that won't help you. You don't want to spend any time judging the self-image that you currently have of yourself. You want to learn to feel complete love and acceptance and appreciation for yourself right now. And the version of you that has some different aspects of self-image that you want doesn't mean the self-image that you have is wrong. It just means that you want to explore something slightly different to help you create more of what you want in life. Okay. The difference is simply that your current self-image is likely based on your past and you want to learn how to start creating your self-image from your future. You get to ask yourself what you desire and once you've answered that question, consider what your image is of a woman like you who has that. Does it match with how you see yourself? If you want to start your own business, really visualize what it would be like enjoying running that business and think about the image you have of the woman who is doing that. Does it match with the image you have of yourself? How about if you always maybe visualized yourself actively taking care of your grandkids and running around with them and doing fun things? Does the woman you imagine doing those things match with how you see yourself right now? What if you had always had a desire to take six months and go traveling or renovate an old house? If you imagine the woman doing those things, how does her appearance, personality and capabilities differ from how you see yourself? Once you're aware of some changes that you want to make, have some fun doing it. Okay, this is supposed to be fun. The key is starting to show up today with the self-image of the woman you have doing the things you want to do, who has created the life you want to create. Maybe you visualize the woman who takes six months out of her life to go traveling as fearless and carefree. So think to yourself, how can I do something that is more fearless or more carefree than I normally would being me today? Maybe the sun is shining and instead of driving straight home from work to start preparing dinner for your family, you stop off and walk around the countryside or park for 20 minutes, appreciating the beautiful day and feeling carefree. Or maybe if you want to start your own business, you make time today, just 10 minutes to reach out and make a phone call or do some searches on Google or make a list of tiny next steps that you can take. Sometimes we get caught up in trying to change how we think about ourselves and we should absolutely do that. But sometimes taking action, even though it's outside of our comfort zone, and by the way, that's a sign that we should do it, not that we shouldn't, is the way to go. All right, so that is what I wanted to share with you today. I want to wish you an amazing week. And if you would like help and support doing this work to become more of who you want to be in your life, then do come join us in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. First, we work on your relationship with food so that you can discover how you want to eat for life. And then we work on your relationship with yourself and also your life too. Find out all the details at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash enroll. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach 
forward slash coaching.